There is a fifth dimension beyond that which is known to man, woman, and even Z. A dimension far beyond the reach of mainstream media and their fake news journalists, where daily content meets affordable pricing. It is the middle ground between illuminating conversation and dick jokes, between enlightening, rigorous debate and undercover tranny experiments. And it lies somewhere between the carnal urges to be triggered and the summit of sexual preference curiosity. This is the uncharted dimension of the internet. It is an area which we call the Mug Club Zone. which marks Louder with Crowder's second annual Cultural Appropriation Month. We finish out the month by taking you this week to the nondescript, if benign, culture of Sweden. Shmorgi burgi rapey Muhammad burgi. I do not like this at all, but this is the last week of Cultural Appropriation Month. How do you think this was going to end? <laughs> Producing with me in video studio, as always, is Jared, who is not gay. Follow him on Twitter at NotGayJared. Me at S. Crowder with your thoughts, your questions, your comments. I fulfill my legal obligations. Try your own conclusions. We good? We good. And at G. Morgan Jr. is here. SimplifiedWine.com. What's the wine of the day today? Farniente Sounds really gay. Horrible accent as well. It. Sounds Irish. I, I don't know why Irish people wear burkas. Hey, so uh, in case you didn't know, Sweden is the rape capital of the West. Interesting. This is where we learn to appreciate new cultures. Congratulations, cultural sweet. Oh, that's a bad So um, we're always being authentic here a lot of way. uh uh yeah uh-huh get yours we're going to get letters but that's very accurate with cultures at lot swedes don't write letters that's so much worse than i realized hey we have great guests on today uh sally cone's gonna be thrilled we have james o'keefe on of course in the news with all of his videos dropping more videos to drop we have Sargon of Akkad on, of course, Sargon. Yeah. in the news because of Anita Sarkeesian and all of that uh, controversy over there at VidCon. And we have Sally Cohn on. Because she hasn't been on in a while. And listen, yeah. I know people, why, yeah. whenever people say, why would you have someone on? Well, because she disagrees with us. And she actually comes on the show and we have uh, pretty good conversations. <gasps> Dissenting opinion? And no it's way. always fun to watch us have to explain a costume to Sally. It's <laughs> true. And see if she actually stays. So the three of them on awesome. next week, we will be off. Uh, we are not going to be doing the, the daily show. We do, however, have a super video uh, coming up next week where we actually went to steal some illegal Im immigrants' jobs. See, what they, well, we're not steal. We just offer to do it at a slightly lower price. I think you'll be surprised by what you find, but no daily show. We'll have some uh, short videos going up next week. Our first week off in a long time. A long time. Yeah, Probably enjoy forever, it. Forever, so For me, years. It's good, yeah. <laughs> For me, it's been about three years, and it's my uh, my 30th birthday, so I'm happy. Hey. Uh, we'll be talking about a lot in the news, talking about Donald Trump. We'll be talking about the other news and, uh, and other such news. <laughs> and other such topics Very in news and is what we will discuss, as it were. Okay, <laughs> speaking of Sweden, rape capital of the West, we've talked about this, and Sweden has just increased their number of no-go zones. So police presented the report identifying 61 <laughs> areas. Why are you laughing? 
<laughs> These are people's that's lives. Why no, shut up. Come on. It's ridiculous. 23 considered vulnerable. That's from 53 to 61. That's a lot. Which puts Nate Silver's 2019 prediction at a 72% chance of unsolicited sodomy. So there's that. Oh, <laughs> gosh. Sweden, you've earned this. Speaking of which, Bill Cosby was about to go Great on a way. sexual assault tour. Now, when we first read this story, <laughs> I thought he already did that. Saying, like what? Hold on, what is he doing? And why doesn't someone stop him? No, it was supposed to be a, a, a tour teaching people how to not be accused of sexual assault. So spokespeople for the Cosby tour said uh, it, were, it was aimed at educating young people how to stay out of trouble and be aware of changing sexual assault laws, how to stay out of being accused. Unfortunately, it was canceled um, oh, cool. when Mr. Cosby oh, discovered that the advice being delivered included, but was not limited to, don't actually rape people. <laughs> that was a big one. Some would say, simple. that's the key. Ooh, some would say, also, uh, simple. The, the test, the mock town halls went on for far too long because Bill Cosby had to notify every single attendee that he was officially a registered <laughs> sex offender. So that goes that on for- That takes a lot of time. I have to tell you, I got the inside the form, inside the release. No, Mr. Cosby, we're not going to sign that release. You wouldn't want to trust the refreshments. No. Speaking of, uh, uh, speaking of the rape. This is kind of a rape-themed show, and the reason for it is, you know, we wrote about this, about Sweden becoming a rape capital of the West, and people said, no, that's not true. People tried to fact-check us, Mm -hmm. all the fact-check sites, and they said we were wrong, and now they all acknowledge that it's true. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, just so you know, Sweden, not so much known for bikini teams anymore, or IKEA, rape is kind of, it's kind of their calling card. Mm -hmm. All the greats have their calling card. Sweden's rape? It's not one you can be known for. Yeah. Bad for if only for ABBA sure. were around today writing songs, yeah. what might inspire them? I don't know. Who it knows? was a dancing queen who was raped. Raped. That's oh. it. Not very creative with the lyrics. Nope. Uh, an immigrant boy actually sneaked into Spain. Snuck into Spain, I think is the word. Yeah. Sneaked is not a word. <laughs> I don't know what's happening today. It's, it's, it's hard for it's me to Canadian see. coming out. Uh, so an immigrant boy snuck into Spain by hanging underneath a bus. For 140 <laughs> miles. It's impressive, by the way. Yeah, this came to us from me. Uh-huh. That is impressive. Well, it's possible that the bus actually started further south. They just guess it was 140. Really? That's, that's the, the shortest distance it could have been. Possible it was further. This is going to get, someone's going to get the rights to the film for this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although it's not a whole lot. You and just have to start throwing like in obstacles. Gym, you know, if you want to hang from a bus for 150 miles. Gosh, that's twice like the a day. Spirit no Airlines dining. of bus rides. <laughs> I'm sniffing a roll it's for exactly. that, uh, that pirate guy. The Somali terrorist. The Somali pirate. Oh, the heavens, it's finally come. My opportunity. You know, I really want to make this character three-dimensional. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe a rom-com for me sometime? No, no. Just this pirates. Okay, uh, and am I getting union scale? We're paying you in shortbread, and you'll like it. Oh, <laughs> yes. Uh, when I asked for comment, the boy from Morocco said that he was elated to have finally arrived in Spain, of course, but uh, then was super pissed when he realized he could have just taken a raft, so that would have made it a whole <laughs> lot easier. A lot more fun. <laughs> so this is something from CNN. We're going to be talking about CNN and fake news, but um, let's also talk about propaganda when we're talking about CNN. That's yeah. what's most fair. Elmo... <laughs> just appeared on CNN uh, to push this idea of refugee kids, where he said that refugee kids are just like kids everywhere. Uh, and there was there was an actual whole video. He sat down and gave an interview. I was sitting there, and my, I just my mouth was open. I, it took me a while to get it off the floor uh, for them to actually sit down and do this interview. Well, we have a we have a clip. Elmo, can I just start by asking you? Because I know you went to visit a refugee camp in Jordan, right? Yeah. February. Yeah. What was it like? It was a total shithole. But Elmo and Michelle needed fully armed security just to leave the compound. A 
lot of new friends. And did you find that the Syrian little girls and little boys were a lot like your friends here in America? Well, most were military-age men, and they were very angry and violent, always yelling about jihad to America. And they loved Elmo. They loved meeting Elmo. Yeah, they ripped the shit out of me. <laughs> oh, Elmo, when will you get it right? <laughs> The puppeteer gets it wrong, now uh, you get it wrong. It's very little guy. You have a really bad track record, Elmo. <laughs> I'm starting to lose faith. There's only three. And There's only three. <laughs> how the hell does this happen? I, then I don't even know how they got the, 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 the sex offender how, charges. He's three. How, and how Wouldn't that have been hilarious if that were his legal defense, the puppeteer? Yeah. <laughs> and of course, we should take away public uh, broadcast service monies. A three-year-old. <laughs> yeah. This is what happens. Uh, it's Sesame just, Street's owned by HBO. Come on. That's right. It is now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, good thing they we're can not do that now, now. Now they'll just really plummet. Yeah. He's gonna make a cameo on Game of yeah. Thrones. <laughs> just gonna be his head I think on he a just spike. Did, actually. <laughs> yeah. He just did. That's pretty much what ties in with the refugees. So uh, let me just rapid fire this for you. Uh, we're going to be talking about more news with the newsmakers here next. But um, I, we, we had a few stories we were thinking about discussing today. So they all tied into one crap hole, we noticed. And no, it's not Sweden. They all tied into one area of the country. We said, well, you know what? Let's, let's actually try and make sense of this and just tie them all into one bigger story. Of course, it's California. It's either <laughs> New York, Michigan, <laughs> usually Detroit, or California. Let me hit you with a few things that I think you may not know about California. Uh, come July 1st, a lot of law-abiding Californian gun owners will be considered criminals. Yeah. If you don't turn in a new gun law is passed uh, last year by California, Basically means if you have magazines capable of holding more than 10 rounds of ammunition, you have to turn them in by July 1st. <laughs> Which no one will do. Well, yeah. I sleep easier at night knowing that, that the criminals will be turning in their, yes, that's yes, true. their magazine capacity. By the way, any double-stack 9mm has more than 10 rounds. Whoops. Uh, so that happened. Then they just had a single-payer bill halted by the Democratic Assembly Speaker. So this is a bill that passed the California Senate. It did not address the rather significant detail <laughs> of how single-payer would be financed. It would cost the state, we've talked about this, an extra $200 billion. Yeah. And that would double the state budget. Yeah. But by God, they're going to push that They're going to push that bill through in California because they have the means. <laughs> they don't. And then San Francisco, San Francisco had to pay an illegal immigrant $190,000 for trying to deport him because they violated a sanctuary city law. <laughs> so this all happened in California uh, within the last week. Let's add this all up. This, this is really important when you think of the totality of these. Uh, okay, so you add it up, you can't, you can't deport illegal immigrants. Okay, not only can you not deport them, but you're going to be punished if you deport people who come here illegally. By the way, you also can't defend yourself against illegal immigrants who commit a, a disproportionate amount of crime. As a matter of fact, illegal immigrants make up about 3.5% of the population, but they commit 13% of crimes. This isn't a Donald Trump they're sitting over the rapist. It's an actual stat. 37%, it's estimated, of murders. Jeez. Up to 37% of murders committed by illegal aliens. Statistics find that they're 3.5 to 5 times more likely to commit crimes as Native Americans. Native Americans mean anyone who's actually legal uh, so Americans. Yeah, legal, there you go. <laughs> We're not talking about the Comanches, okay? They're, pro they're probably a lot of crime there too. They oh, have boy. Windex. So Firewater. not only can you not deport people who are much more likely to cause crime, but you're now less capable of defending yourself against people who are more likely to cause crime because you have to turn in your weaponry. By the way, the people who are coming here illegally, I don't know that it's stopping them from illegally purchasing firearms or illegally purchasing firearms without the bullet button in California. <laughs> what a joke. And not only That's that, not only do you have no right to deport people who are there illegally, 
and face fines, your cities for doing so, so you've exposed your people. Not only do you not have the ability to defend yourself in California, but, and up to 58% just in, te in Texas, by the way, we couldn't find all of these statistics, up to 58% of illegal immigrants in Texas take some kind of welfare or government subsidies. Wow. You have to pay for them to be here. I'm not just talking now about the fines. You have to pay for their health care. People come here illegally. You have no outlets whatsoever to get them removed. As a matter of fact, you could be fined. You now can't protect yourself against them. And we are going to force you at gunpoint to pay for all of their crap. This is the leftist utopia that is California. You know, without great wine, we just be getting rid of them. It's fine. Yes. <laughs> and, and, they and didn't have Tom that. Screw you. Way. <laughs> yeah. You and, want a nuke? Go ahead. Well, now you said Washington uh, has Washington. Has there we go. It could be moving north. We'll see. So uh, this is this is something we, 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 you know, I want to talk about this with Sally Cohen. We have her on later on the show. I, I don't know at a certain point where you say, all right, maybe we went too far. This is why you're losing. This is you look at CNN. We'll talk about this with James O'Keefe, how far they go. There's some truth. There's some truth to some people in the Trump administration who've had some issues with Russia. Sure. There have been some people who might have some connections that maybe you could have made stick, but then you go so far and say, by the way, Trump's having secret meetings with Putin and he might be lovers with him and they hacked the election and no one believes you. Maybe there'd be some truth in California where California would say, okay, you know what, maybe some reasonable gun control measures. Maybe they would say, you know what, maybe, uh, maybe uh, amnesty for like people who were born here legally, whose parents came here. We don't want to punish the kids. But you don't want to deport people who are coming here illegally committing crimes. You want to fine the government. You want to find the taxpayers. And then say we should find some common ground? <laughs> and then say we should find <laughs> some no common, common ground? no common ground with insanity? The rest of the country looks to New York. They look to Detroit. They look to California. They see the results. They look at the results as a direct result of your policies, and they're rejecting them. Sorry, you've made this bed. You get to lay in it. Up next, we have James O'Keefe and Sargon of Akkad. Stay tuned. Now for installment 42 of Clarence McCaskill, Worst Negotiator Ever. Oh, this is getting dicey. Is Clarence here yet? Uh, he's supposed to be here any minute, boss. Alright, guys, I'm here. What's the situation? Clarence, thank God you're here. He's been holed up with 14 hostages for eight hours. He's already killed two of them. He's making his demands right now. Eight hours, and you just called me now, huh? Nothing like waiting to the last minute. Alright, give me the megaphone there. Hi, this is Clarence McCaskill, famous negotiator. W what are your demands? Hey, man, don't get any closer. I want $500,000 in unmarked bills, in a duffel bag, and a helicopter to take me to Mexico. Yeah, okay, we'll get right on that, right after we build the time machine to go back and save the four people you killed. What? Yeah, we're not giving you that stuff. And we're probably going to kill you. What are you talking about? Oh, come on. You think we're going to give you a helicopter and unmarked bills and let you walk out? No, we're probably sending SWAT members in right now, and you are going to die soon. Don't fool around, man. I'll kill her. Hey, is this guy for real? Yeah, he's famous. They gave him, like, a, a reality show. Yeah, it's on A&E and everything. Hey, man, don't fool around. I'll kill another person. Uh, see, the thing is, you already killed four, so I'm going to level with you. We're willing to make that bargain as long as we take you out. I'm not joking. Do what I say. Yeah, please, just just do what he says. No, 
I'm not gonna do what you say, I'm just thinking of a way to kill you. Oh, Clarence. Stay tuned for the next installment of Clarence McCaskill, Worst Negotiator Ever. Next guest, he's a busy man. Everyone wants his time, and so we asked him, "What plug do you want?" And we send him to your website. We can send him to your YouTube channel. Of course, you know Project Veritas. But instead, he said, "You know what? There's this Washington Post reporter who lied about me, <laughs> and I'm tweeting him." So his plug is: Please tweet at Farhip. At Farhip. His name is at Paul Farhip. James. Yeah. Yes, his name is Paul Far Farhi, and I'm like Carl Rove. I got the board with the quote on it. We can talk about it. His name is Paul. He last Hold on, James O'Keefe, for people who didn't know yet. Go ahead. Sorry about that. My name is James O'Keefe. His, his first <laughs> name is Paul. His last name is F-A-R-H-I, and I believe it's Farhip on Twitter. Okay. He's a reporter at the Washington Post, and get this, get this. Uh, just give me give me 30 seconds to explain. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, I said in the first video on CNN, quote, and I said this in my on-camera introducing the segment. Right. I'd like to introduce you to CNN supervising producer John Bonnefeld in Atlanta. The Washington Post reporter wrote an article right after the video came out that said, and I quote, James doesn't include that he is based in Atlanta. What? So I wrote, I wrote, I said, I'd like to introduce you to CNN producer John Bonifield in Atlanta, and the Washington Post wrote, it doesn't disclose that he is based in Atlanta. Yeah. You can't possibly get, you can't possibly get a more clear factual error than that. So I emailed the Washington Post, I said, please retract. Yeah. And they said to me, and this is their email printed out. They said, sorry, James, editors have no correction necessary. I said, I'm going to give you one more chance. They wrote, sorry, James, out of luck. Wow. Why is this, why is this so important? Well, listen, I mean, I, this is kind of a minor deal, but the Washington Post is caught, and I'm, and, and I'm going to get a retraction, so I just figured I'd – I'd, I'd get a retraction so I could frame the retraction as yet another example of fake news. Yes, exactly. Hey, remember when fake news was a term actually uh, created by the left to accuse all alternative right-wing media of being? That's what was created. That didn't, that didn't work out well for them. No, it didn't really work out very well. Worked out well, though, for, uh, for Facebook and the YouTube trending feed with Seth Meyers. I remember, remember Seth Meyers? He was like, I mean, this is fake news, all, uh, this, this right-wing media. Then he said, it's time to retire yeah. fake news. No, 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 no. no. You don't get to We're going to appropriate that. Yes, we are going to appropriate it. Okay, this is important. Let me show the audience, for people who haven't seen it. Sure. We have a couple of clips of these videos that you've dropped, and you just dropped another one with Zucker. Uh, yep, not gay yep, Jared. Yep. Here, show the clip real quick so people know know how he's been disrupting the world. Then why is CNN constantly like, Russia this, Russia that? Because it's ratings. Because it's ratings? Our ratings are incredible right now. But honestly, you'd, you'd think the whole Russia shit is just like bullshit. Could be bullshit. I mean, we, it's mostly bullshit right now. Like, we don't have any big giant proof. What, what, what do you think is going to happen this week? I mean, with the whole Russia thing. The Russia thing is just a big nothing burger. Really? You don't think that, uh... There's nothing there you can do. So, uh, okay. First thing, is everyone at CNN gay? <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, the first I, I probably shouldn't. I probably shouldn't get myself in trouble. Um, um, but well, um, you've already showed up to the program, so it's beyond the realm of of, of saving. Yes, he does call it. A, he says of the journalism ethics. He says that's adorable. That's adorable. That and he uses the adjective adorable to describe people who would believe that CNN is about journalism. He right. says that's an adorable notion. It's an absurd notion. By the way, he says great ratings. 
very subjective term here, really, CNN. They've just been in the crapper for so long, and right. now media is fragmented. Fox News has worse ratings than they did, and CNN's ratings That's are right. slightly better, so it's kind of done a little bit of this. But all of cable news is, is going away here within the next half a decade, as we've talked about, um, as we know it anyway. So I know you just released your, your confrontation with Zucker. Mm -hmm. I know you have another video coming out tomorrow. For people who don't know, yeah. this is just, it's been blowing up everywhere, yeah. specifically the narrative of, of Russia, right? This is the thing CNN ran on. So for them to say there's nothing here is is huge. People may disagree with you. That is monumental, especially after they ran with a story that we knew was fake, like BuzzFeed and, uh, what was it, BuzzFeed and CNN, the, 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 the peeing, the prostitute one? Oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. For yes, every one yes, that you yes. know is untrue, there's 20 more that you don't that's, necessarily hear about. That's right, that's right. And, and, and that's exactly right. I mean, this is a... Uh, the analogy I use is we're taking the beating heart of the mainstream and boom, 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 yeah. and we're actually ripping it out of their body. This is an existential threat. What we're doing, what, what this, this whole American Pravda a series is, is a threat to their monopoly on information because they don't trust you with information. They want to shove narratives down your throat. And as you said, Stephen, if, if, if one of them is on tape, how many other people? And by the way, let me just say this about John uh, Bonifield in the first video. I don't think he's the villain. I don't think he's um, a bad guy. He seems like kind of the way you or I would behave if we were at the corporation. I just think he's sort of naked in his honesty, and he's just sort of telling the truth about the culture of the company. If anyone's the villain, it's the CEO, yeah. Jeff Zucker, who actually creates the company culture that says, stop doing investigative reporting and start focusing on this crap story that we know isn't true. Right, yeah, and, they, and they've run with that for a, for a long time. Now, to be fair, this doesn't mean that nothing about Russia is true. It means right now that the Trump investigation going after Trump, now it doesn't mean that people like Paul Manafort, there haven't been some other ties. Right. What they've tried to do is take some issues that are true and tie a thread, therefore Trump colluded with Russia for the, uh, you know, for, for, for the, to, to win the election, to steal the election, to use their term. Let me ask you this. Obviously critics say, you edited this out of context. Uh -huh. uh, why are you just showing the montages? Why aren't you releasing the full clips? You know, I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask. That's what your critics of will course. say. Of course. No, no, I, I'm happy that you did ask. <laughs> I, there's so much to say, but they use the word selectively edited. It, at this point, it's just become a joke. I mean, first of all, they say a lot of things about me. I mean, yes. I, I actually printed out for your show a couple of these. They use bizarre obfuscation. I want to talk about something the Washington Post wrote about me. He said, and, and you know, we're, we're, we're reporters. We're journalists. We, we present our material. We yeah. get, get in front of a camera and say, okay, guys, here's what happened. And he goes, O'Keefe, and I'm going to quote this, who appears on the video as a kind of master of ceremonies. Well, what is that about? I mean, every anchor and host read off teleprompters. I'm presenting the material for an audience, sure. but I'm a master of ceremony. So they use a sort of language like selectively edited. All journalism is edited in a selective nature. Of course. In fact, most journalism don't even show you their sources. They use anonymous sources, so you can't even see what the people are uh, saying. Hold on, I have to call you on that. That's not most journalism. That's just CNN. That's just the New York Times and CNN and Washington Post. All oh, okay. Fair yeah, and, and Huffington Post. Uh, they just, I, it's always funny. What's, like, I get you have to protect. You understand this. You have to protect your sources. We understand that sometimes, especially if it you know if it's an issue that would relate to someone's personal but security. But you can't only use exactly. anonymous sources for every bombshell. You have to use them occasionally because every time you do so, you rely upon the reputation of your network. Right. So if all you're doing is just drawing upon a credibility bank. You're not depositing any credibility into that bank. Can you imagine if Veritas, all, well, hey, Stephen, I got a story. Yeah. An anonymous source told me that a bunch of Acorn employees told them that they were starting brothels of child prostitution. And you'd say, you're full of it, O'Keefe. I want to see the proof. Show me the videotape. We need to ask the New York Times and the Washington Post to show us some, not all, 
some right. of their sources. Yeah, and that's true. And it does happen somewhat on the right. I think it has become the rule for the left, not the exception. There are some sites on the right where they do that, and it aggravates me as well. Mike, listen, you can't just only rely on anonymous sources right. all the time. Um, we're well, Listen, we've always talked about this. We've broken some news, which kind of... Yeah. In it, I mean, you know, we didn't expect to get an interview with Wendy Davis dressed up as a tranny, but it happened, but it so happens. we have to run with it. Um, but uh, we always, uh, as entertainers, have tried to be as transparent as possible while listing mm -hmm. our sources and actual mm -hmm. URLs as entertainers just because we don't want people to say that we're lying as entertainers, whereas sometimes jokes are lies. Okay, let me ask you this. You have another video at the time of this yes. show. Uh, can, yes. you, can you tease for us? Well, what is this going to be? Is it going to be a bigger uh, bombshell, lesser bombshell? I, I think it's, you know, everyone's different. I, I think it's probably stronger than the Van Jones clip. Yeah. Uh, it's similar to the Bonifield clip, but, but you know how we don't go to different locations. Right. I'll say this one's in New York. This one's out of the New York location, where oh, Bonifield's come on. in Atlanta. There needs to be more than that. Well, I, I, I mean, I'll scoop myself, but um, we're, we, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, a, a I can't, it's hard for me to oh, scoop it. I gosh. Mean, it's someone in the New York location who's, who's describing the, the extreme bias and some of the really bad elements of their productions and how they're done. I think it's very strong. I think, listen, sure. Bonafield was a non-villain who is telling the truth about the culture of the company as directed by the CEO. Yeah. Van Jones is a star who is contradicting himself, public and private. <laughs> in public, he says Russia's everything. In private, he says it's a nothing burger. Yeah. Tomorrow, you're going to see a different element of the series. Two things. First off, that could describe anybody in New York, so you didn't scoop anything on yourself. That could describe anyone in the CNN at the Turner Broadcast Building in New York. Uh, yes. By the way, actually, we have one of the senior editors from Turner, who's a conservative, who now works on this show. So there are some Lotter with Crowder stickers hidden in the building there. Maybe you'll find them next time you go in. Um, uh, and by the way, Stephen, isn't your... And, and, and isn't your audience bigger than CNN now? I mean, don't you? I mean, I don't. I, how, I don't know what your numbers are, but yeah, I mean, yeah. They overall, have like one yeah. million, one point three million viewers at max. I mean, don't you have more reach than they do? Yeah. Well, we, we, here's the thing: we have way more overall reach. It's hard to compare. Like, for example, we went to advertisers. If I don't, you don't have a ton of time, but this is actually something when we went to advertisers for sponsorships. Now we have a lot of people come in and offer sponsorships, but I hate to say it, it's like we're not we're not selling gold. You know what I mean? Like we're, we don't want to do the self lubricating pocket catheters. Uh, we have a much younger audience. So we've been very, very selective. And we have a few big sponsorships we've been working with who really reached out to the show. Well, we didn't really know because we haven't sold a ton of sponsorships. We've just, you know, run our own kind of ads for, for Mug Club and our merch store. Um, so we went to someone who cuts all the, the ad sheets for like Rush Limbaugh and, and does a lot of the buys. And he explained to us these numbers here are the rolling quarterly average, meaning this amount of people could be tuning in potentially every quarter hour. So then we gave him our numbers. We don't release our numbers publicly because we don't, we don't want to be the people who rest on the laurels of our numbers, hopefully the content. But I will say we're, we're very grateful and blessed to have a decent audience. When we said, okay, here are our numbers, and we said they don't seem as, as high as those. But he said, hold on a second. How long do they watch or listen for? Well, we said, well, over 40 minutes. And he came back at us with a rate sheet that stunned us. Our mouth was agape. We didn't know. We had no wow. idea that this is what standard sponsorships went for because the listen rate and the, the, the stay through rate is so, and it's even lower on cable news than on AM radio. You know, wow. Howard Stern stunned with 22 minutes. So that's what's changing. You know, let's say a quarter million people are on one show online or a half a million people. It's the equivalent to three, four, five times the amount of people who incidentally flip through cable news. And that's a big thing with you. You know, if you're getting a million people watching one of these clips, that's a million people watching all the way through, not you know, a million yeah. people seeing 10 seconds of Don yep, Lemon yep, drunk yep, off his yep. ass. And, we're, and the conversation we're having right now is far more in-depth than anything you'd even see on television, because they do everything in like little itty-bitty 
fractal increments. So there's that the substantive part of it. But you're all I, I would I'm just going to make the argument, not, not knowing the analytics, but you guys and your audience are already more powerful in my estimation than CNN. I mean, you're, well, you're shared you talked about. So I, I think it's no longer like David versus Goli people say, oh, you're going after Goliath. In many ways, I think like we are the Goliath. Yeah, I, I still think, though, that these networks have so much influence over Republicans and politicians and they shame them and you know they yes, target it's so. not who's it's not how many people but it's who is listening to them right that's, now that's it yeah. and unfortunately a lot of not only liberals we expect them but I said this when we went to YouTube uh, YouTube invited us out to this conference a summit in New York and uh, I never felt more alone not because of Google and the YouTube people who we knew were liberals but because of some conservatives who were offended by us I remember I asked a question about the women from BuzzFeed painting with their period blood, and I spoke about it bluntly. And the guy behind me was like, well, I have a less salacious question. And I was like, well, hold on a second. YouTube featured this, so I'm going to throw – we're going to do Bob Ross painting Muhammad in period blood because we have to throw it back at them. So, yeah, it's not – you expect it from the left. It's unfortunate when you peel back the curtain and see it coming from the right. Um, I would certainly say, listen, you have a bigger reach, obviously, and much more impact than CNN. That's why they're scared of you. Final question before we go. Before mm -hmm. all of these videos broke, the night before, three people uh, resigned at CNN, three employees. Um, was that you when you were seeing that story? Were you thinking they know? You know, uh, I don't know if you're religious. I think you are religious, man. I, I a am. lot of this, a lot of this is, I, I, I'm not kidding. A lot of this is just providential. We got the last bit of footage on Friday. This investigation took about six months to do. Yeah. People think, oh, you just walked up to a guy. No, 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 no. No, <laughs> the, no. Undercover work is extremely complex. You yeah. have to build relationships. You have to get them to tr draw them out. We got the last bit of footage Friday in an elevator, Friday night, and I was planning on doing other things. And then I saw that happen. I, I pulled an all-nighter. We put the material together. We changed our strategy. And sometimes these things just come. It's destiny. It's, it's, sometimes yeah. these things just come together. Well, there you go. And I will say it's hard. We have an undercover video coming up, not breaking news, but we went to uh, where illegal immigrants um, get their, you know, they pick, get picked up in the back of trucks. That's and Nakay Jared and I went in there and actually offered to do their jobs for slightly less. And uh, hilarity ensues. Mm. They were very furious when, uh, by the way, if you, you'll, you'll be shocked at the amount these people make. The, the idea that these people are taking jobs Americans wouldn't do for wages they wouldn't take, it is far greater than even the fight for 15 demands these people and it's tax-free and uh, not a big fan of white people coming in just wanting to earn a living so it doesn't take as long but it is still really really hard and that's why i have a, a tremendous amount of appreciation for what you do where's the best place for people to watch it as you uh, drip drip drop these james o'keefe i would just say uh, projectveritas.com that's project v-e-r-i-t-a-s.com project veritas and of course tweet at far hip yes please tweet know. it please tweet at paul farry that's F-A-R-H-I, and ask him to retract the article where he got a glaring factual inaccuracy. Absolutely. We'll do. James O'Keefe, thank you very much. Go do all your other interviews. We'll be back. Sargon. See, see you later. Can you count, mug lovers? I say the future is ours. If you can count. Now look what we have before us. We have Louder with Crowder, right next to Mark Levin. On YouTube, we have Not Gay Jerry, right next to Stefan Molyneux. On today's show alone, you have James O'Keefe, right next to Sargon of Akkad. And nobody is trolling nobody.
And that is a miracle. Now, there are a lot of people out there who want to shut this club down. But we own these platforms with hundreds of millions of plays and hundreds of thousands of subscribers and many more millions to come. There are over two dozen free speech-centric channels here on YouTube. Millions of fans and supporters on Facebook and Twitter alone. And there ain't but a few hundred damn moderators in the whole place. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? It's better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. Come cheer up, my lads. Come cheer up, my lads. It's better to have loved. All right, we're back. Let's have our next guest. I'm going to tell you this. I only think I've got one more segment with this wig. I don't know. I don't know how much longer I can. It is itchy, and my I don't know how. I don't think it's this itchy for women, or they must be used to it. Uh, Okay, this next gentleman. Since it's like we've said last show before we super video, but next week is our first week off Mm -hmm. in years. So uh, going out with a bang, we had James O'Keefe, and now we have this man who's been in the news because of VidCon and some some drama. Uh, You know his (laughs) channel. Uh, You know him, Sargon. Sargon of a cat, but some call him. Carl? How are you, sir? <laughs> I'm very, very well. You guys are gorgeous. Thank Fantastic. you very much. You, uh, you wear that so well. Well, uh, yes. Call the, me Jared. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Who are you wearing? It is uh, Rape by Islamic Migrant, and uh, it's available mm-hmm. in Swede- Swedish stores now. <laughs> it's available in 62 H&M. no-go zones. And H&M. Yeah, and, and H&M. Um, I, I think it might be mandatory. Yes, exactly. Well, that way, it just so happens we're so fortunate that, uh, not fortunate, I shouldn't use that word, but we were always Ooh. planning on doing Ooh. Sweden as the end of the month, and they just up the no-go zones today with the police commissioner saying we need help there's oh. going to be a civil war it's already begun in some areas mm-hmm. in sweden like providential really? some may say yeah providential some would say i just I, I i actually haven't been following sweden i've been a bit busy recently yes Don't, i know so. well Don't stay it's, away it's the muslim it's the rape capital of the west so uh yes. speaking of rape in more of a psychological sense you went to vidcon and anita yes. sarkeesian was there and this is where all the drama kind of stems from she's a feminist who she sw- is. swindled people you, she has. She has. You've, call, you've <laughs> called her out. Yes. And uh, you were at this panel at VidCon. It's a big conference, and she spotted you. So we're going to roll the clip, and we'll keep your mic on so you can let people know who haven't seen this. Most people have. Let's roll this clip, not KJ. you Google my name on YouTube, you there get she is. like this dude who are making these that's, dumbass videos. That's Carl. <laughs> Oh, geez. These dudes are making endless videos that just go after every feminist over and over and over again. I think is is a part of the issue of why we have to have these conversations. And back with a hat. I see what you did there. You couldn't get a screen print, Sargon? Is it that was a- given to me by a friend, actually, at VidCon. He brought it down the next day, so I guess he couldn't. That's like the kindergarten paste that you use on I'm T-shirts. I'm more concerned that your friend has T-shirt paint in his, in <laughs> yes. his back, and and knapsack. I was just uh, pleased for the gift. Okay, so what's the fallout here? She doesn't like you. You've criticized her. Uh <laughs> She's clearly very upset, but since then, they've been investigating your Patreon. I mean, she's actually made it a mission to really harm your ability to make a living. 
she absolutely has. I mean, the, it doesn't matter that I support my family with less Patreon. That's irrelevant to Anita. What matters to Anita is that she punishes someone who disagrees with her. Right. And the, the thing is, she'll, she thinks that I make videos on her on a regular basis. Just go to my channel. I, I've, I don't think I've, like, debunked one of her arguments since 2015. Yeah. She's just not relevant. And it's, I just, <laughs> what would I say? Everything has already been said about her nonsense arguments. They're wrong. They're cherry-picked. They're misinterpreted. They're heavily biased through a feminist lens. And so literally everything is interpreted as men oppressing women. Yeah. And it's just like, Anita, you're just wrong. Yeah. all the time and this is why nobody <laughs> defends your work i mean nobody if you can find someone who says anita sarkeesian's criticisms are great really spot on on point right really stand by them let me know you know i want to talk to that person well because everything you just said feminist thinks she's shit <laughs> <laughs> everything, everything you've just said though could be said about uh you or myself there are people who make it a living to to say your crap or debunk your arguments or my own yeah. or Joe Rogan has guys like that but you have plenty of people on the other side I mean the the point is it doesn't exclusively happen to women it happens to oh, anyone who no, creates content no, no, no obviously but the the problem is with Anita is that these criticisms are consistently coming from both her supporters and from her opponents right right I'm just but saying her, she her makes her it sound like it's only just... to feminine like it's only to women and I'm saying it happens to yeah. you to me to Joe Rogan to I mean there are there are oh. accounts created just for not gay Jared hate. It's oh, true. There's, there's a whole minor community dedicating to hating me. I, yeah. It's really amusing, actually. <laughs> I, have an, I have an anonymous username there. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> you do. <laughs> I just show up. I'm like, yeah, and his beard's really gay. Right, guys? <laughs> uh, it is. That, that means a lot from a guy in a dress. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. Who cannot grow a beard. Uh, by the way, I probably, I probably look more like a Swedish woman than most Swedish women today. So actually, I'm, It's I'm, the arms that give it away, actually. You've been working out, man. You can tell. No, 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 no. It's just uh, it, every man looks huge in a dress that's the truth you take the small like jared if he stands he would he looks massive compared to a woman it's just the bone structure that's why i wear it with the dinner it. most nights so what are you going to do here with anita sarkeesian um patreon i mean she's shutting down obviously youtube's been demonetizing people so that's hard and patreon well, you've relied on H how do you how do you fight back i mean this is a big deal well luckily i didn't have to because patreon aren't um idiots i guess they're not crazy Good. and they just look at my work and say well what she's saying isn't true Okay. And so they just rebutted them within. Uh, they were investigated by, uh, I think, contacted by, I think it was Mike.com, who are big Anita supporters, mm -hmm. yeah. but not really of her work, just ideologically. Yeah. And they were excited about the idea. And Patreon said, okay, well, yeah, we're looking into this. And then two hours later, they emailed them saying, yeah, no, he hasn't done anything. So okay. everything Anita Sarkeesian has said is basically a lie. And that's confirmed by Patreon. So. Now, is she, is she, she's not suing you or anything, is she? No, a lot of people have said I should sue her, though, for lying. For, for, yeah, for liable. Well, I was going to yeah. say lawyer up if your, your income has been stopped because uh, that's the only language these people speak. And it's one, let me ask you this. Do you ever get tired of it, though, a little bit? Because there's obviously there's, you know, we do this show and we don't have the time necessarily to go back and forth with everyone. Um, I, I know you've had a lot of back and forth with some, some YouTube. It was kind of like this drama in the community. Do you ever just say, like, you just want to move on? Is it, does it get to be too much? Because there's no winning at the end of it. Well, I mean, when it comes to, I, I really don't like drama, you know, I, I mean, right. I'd literally, I had actually gone to that panel to actually listen to what she had to say. Sure. I thought that she might have something and we thought, oh, there'll be a question and answer session. This is our chance to actually address her with some of the criticisms that we've had. Yeah. Years ago, you know, I mean, she's been really irrelevant for a long time, but I thought, oh, this will be an interesting thing. You know, maybe we can actually say, okay, Anita, why did you ignore certain aspects of games in order to sort of formulate this fake criticism yeah. and stuff like this, you know? Of course, 
it didn't last. Uh, the, the question and answer session was meant to go on for something like 15, 20 minutes, and it was pulled after about three questions. Yeah. And there was a long queue of people who still had questions, and they, they were just like, no, shut it down. I will say some, some of the questions were more so like trolling statements than questions. And, uh, you know, I've had people show up where it's like, yes, question. Yeah, why do you suck so much, you right-wing Nazi? And I'm like, well, well that's not anything. a question. Come on. And then I answered <laughs> no, anyway. No one said anything like that. No, that's true. You know, the, the closest one was uh, the, the first chap who asked her directly, do you actually believe what you're saying? And this is a question that's dogged her for her entire career because some of the things she says are just... Yeah, I will say, though, I, I would be pissed if someone asked me that because it's just a way of trying to poke a hole in your legitimacy. Now, with her, it may be appropriate, but it is the first thing a lot of people say, for example... You're, you you have skepticism of uh, you know the uh, the uh, the Paris Accord. You're just paid by. Are you paid by big oil? Do you believe this? Or well, that's a the thing is you could just turn around and say, well, of course I do. I wouldn't put it on the internet if I didn't. Yeah. Question. That's true. Just, it's just done. I mean, if someone came up to me and said, hey, do you actually believe the things you say? I'd be like, of course I do. Yeah. You know, but for some reason she couldn't do that. And I mean, I, I genuinely believe she does believe the crazy feminist yeah. things. So I don't know why she didn't. I mean, I, I think I, she was I've flustered seen her in many other panels and stuff like. That and she is definitely a feminist, and she's quite a good one, actually. She's just a really terrible critic. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, I think you know, this is what we do with our show because it, it, we realize like it'll be a full time job in dealing with YouTube drama, you know, rebuttal, oh, rebuttal. Yeah, Anyone can do rebuttals on YouTube and you can have someone who is yeah. functionally retarded and they can make a rebuttal look brilliant if you give yeah. them enough time. So yeah. what we do is if we put something out and there's a legitimate critique or there's something that we think is really a problem, we say, okay, uh, come on the show, we'll talk about it. And if they don't come on live, we move on. Because you can't go back and forth with video rebuttal. At some point, it's got to occur live. And if Anita Sarkeesian just said, okay, you know what, we'll do this. We'll actually have a one-on-one -on -one conversation or debate. And I know that you're generally a very very civil guy, even in disagreements we've yeah. had. Uh, then it wouldn't be an issue. But they, when you never do it, that's where these things grow. It's like a cancer. Yeah. And no, no, you're absolutely right. And obviously, she never does. She yeah. never addresses, and she never has. And she's always been insulated by the sort of class of the gaming press and yeah. the progressive feminist activists that surround her. Sure. I mean, it's almost like they're complicit in all of this on purpose. You know, they don't they don't want her to face any criticism. And even when they have criticisms of their own, they'll. I mean, if you're having a one-on-one -on -one conversation with them or a live stream with them, they will say, "Well, yeah, I. I mean, I have criticisms of her work as well." But then they will want to talk about the harassment. And it's like, okay, well, yeah. I don't have anything to do with her harassment. I just don't, I don't care. Go to the authorities. Go and report. I mean, it's a crime, yeah. you know, to send someone threats. So just, you know, get the FBI cyber division involved. I don't care. Well, that's always you why know. I say people lawyer up for the same reason when people go, I get a thousand death threats. Like, no, if, if people actually, we've actually worked with the FBI because of the yeah. actual threats that we've, we've dealt with. And so it's yeah. one thing you, you go, you talk about on social media, let your audience know, and then take actual action. Otherwise, that's where I'm like, okay, sometimes you're just using this for clicks or drama. Not you, but I've seen people do that. Because yeah. real threats you need to handle seriously, especially if you have a family, mm -hmm. which I know you do. Um, Absolutely. We have Sally Cohn coming on after this, a great example, someone I disagree oh. with vehemently. But she always shows up, and we have a, a, a pretty civil discussion. Let me ask you this, because I was just talking with James O'Keefe about this right before you. Mm. It's not so much, she has no audience, but it's the fact, like you just mentioned, uh, mentioned uh, Mike.com. It's not that they have an audience, it's who they have at their disposal. Wonkette, Mike.com, Gawker, MSN. It, it, there's this elitist, I think there's, it, it's a good thing for us in the long run because there's more of a disconnect, but they do have a lot of people in the media who treat them as far more legitimate than any audience ever does. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I spoke to a journalist about this at VidCon, and he suggested that there may well be some sort of click farming going out. Where mm. and, and this was his description of it to me. They, You get um, clickbait websites. They'll have, like, you know, 20 shark attacks or something. Yeah. And then you have uh, an indiv- indiv- individual page for each picture that you're seeing, mm-hmm. and so you have to click it 20 times. And so they count that as 20 different views on these pages. Right. And then apparently they sell the views to places like Mike.com. And I, I was just like, I mean, I'm not, I don't know if Mike themselves do that, but it's a common industry practice. Yes. And I was just like, I mean, how can you sell a view on one page to another? It's, it's insane. Well, you, this isn't new. This is just new online. But, is you know, no, no, that's actually what happens with magazine. When was the last time you subscribed to a magazine? I don't think I ever have. Oh, exactly. Well, I subscribed once because a guy showed up black at my house and he said he had been shot five times. This was how he was, you know, he, he, had, he had cleaned up his act. He's like, and now I sell magazine subscriptions. And I swear to you, I bought a filmmaking magazine <laughs> and Reason <laughs> magazine, and I never got it. Uh, so I, I was hustled. Yeah, I was hustled. Yeah. But um, this is true. And Greg Gutfeld talked about this because he was a head editor at, uh, at Men's Health and FHM, I think, or Maxim. Mm-hmm. Magazines buy up subscriptions. They buy up each other's subscriptions. They buy up a bunch of subscriptions so they can sell ad space. Most of the subscriptions aren't real. Yeah, and Greg Gutfeld, who worked in this industry, talked about it. He's like, no. And think about this. If it makes perfect sense, GQ magazine, you will read one article that just bashes Republicans and praises Bernie, tax the rich, and then the very next page is what to wear to your yachting party. No one's going to read this, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, See, I'm I'm not part of the industry. I'm, I'm totally independent. You know, I just started doing my YouTube channel because I wanted to talk about things. And suddenly, I, you know, I'm, I'm talking to people within the industry. Yeah. And so I'm learning about all these practices and thinking, well, no wonder I'm doing so well. You know, no wonder you guys are failing so badly. Yes. You know? Yeah. This, this shouldn't be happening. But given that you're so – I mean, I would, I would consider that a real form of dishonesty or corruption. You know, if you're if – you're, I mean, click farming is just like you're not – you're not influencing people. You're yeah. not giving people the knowledge that, and the information they need. And I wouldn't want to be in that position because and then you're just a fraud. Well, and then unfortunately, we've had people approach it, right-wing sites who've approached us, us about this. Like, you pay this amount. for, And we just said, well, we said, no. Like, well, good luck. And they said, we're going to steal your content anyway. And they just copy-pasted our original columns and, uh, and didn't even give a hat tip. So that's kind of, you know, they make you an offer you can't refuse. Yeah. So there is fake news on the right with that, you know, because oh, we'll be absolutely. posted right next to Hillary Clinton has polio and AIDS. And they'll be like, hey, that's our op-ed, right? underneath it and no credit to you know Courtney or whoever wrote it all right we do have to get going we want to have you back on for longer next time I know you're making the rounds just like James where's the best place for people to support you right now amid the feminist uh, attack uh just google Sargon of a cad just or just Sargon and I'm the first thing that comes up and you'll be able to find all of my information that way probably my docs as well this is true he's a cocky English bastard just google Sargon and he will be there Google did it to me stop it we have to go Hey, this is Steven Crowder with Louder with Crowder to tell you about one of my favorite sites on the web, AR15.com. I know you hear AR15 say, isn't that the scary black rifle? It is, but AR15.com is actually the best website if you want a community from which to learn about how to care for your gun, gun safety, where to find concealed permits, courses, as well as the best online gun store in the business. I'm talking ammo, accessories, upgrades, all of it can be found at AR15.com. That's AR15.com. 
I just read this here during the break, Chair. The Daily Show co-creator Liz Winstead launches summer comedy tour for reproductive rights. <laughs> Sounds like a barrel full of laughs. It wasn't in the show map. I'm just reading this now. So sorry if I missed that news from earlier today. Hey, thanks so much for being with us. Thanks so much for everybody thus far who has joined at louderwithcrowder.com slash mug club. Uh, that's $99 annually, $69 for students. Not only do you get access to uh, The Daily Show, but you get this wonderful hand-etched, hand-painted mug. Girthy. And uh, we, yeah, it's gir girthy and, and, and a high-quality item. You know, we, we give a lot more content out on, on YouTube than ever before. But like we said, we're hoping to be re-monetized, more monetized soon again. But we've seen a huge divot in there, just like you see with, with Sargon and people we've talked with. So uh, Mug Club is, the ironically, the only thing that allows us to continue giving out free content, paying for that premium content, us doing the additional daily show. And what you see, by the way, you're not seeing the lion's share. We are doing a full one-hour show every day. And, of course, not gay Jared. Yeah. Courtney and Gerald have the Friday morning show, Morning Grinders. That's at louderwithcrowder.com slash mugclub. $69 annually if you are a student. Keeps everyone here employed. That's uh, about a dozen people now on the site and the show collectively. You get access to the whole CRTV lineup. And uh, you know what? It's actually what allows us for the first time to go on vacation. Because we were always scrambling just for the well, I hold on. You know what? Maybe I shouldn't say that because then people are not going. That's true. To join because they don't. They love us so much. They love us, and we misery. give you. It's like the prestige. We are giving you pieces of ourselves in little boxes every day. Can't we just get one day to ourselves? One just day. One day. Lotterwithcutter.com/slash/mugclub. Let's go. All right, glad to be with you. So we were talking about this right during the break here, and uh, you can follow her. See, she's one of my favorite guests because she always comes. She's great. She's happy. She's a kind person. I know people say, why would you? No, listen, I would say it. A lot of people who come on the shows are, 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 are horrible people. Uh, she's not one of them. At Sally Cohn. Sally, thank you for being with us. Hey, uh, nice to see you, Inga. Yes, is that uh, see? Actually, we should have we should have named ourselves not Kate. We should what, have. No, we didn't have official names. Oh. Uh, we caught we caught everything else about Swedish I culture. I know this is Ahmed. I mean, that's by Omar. the way, that's uh, you know that I'm not, uh, I, I, it, it, there was a slow reveal when we were talking initially because I, I saw the dress. I liked the dress. I true. liked the wig. Not so but, much the part behind. You know, I actually just came, I was just in Sweden mm -hmm. uh, as, as a, uh, you know, American white lesbian woman. Yeah. Managed to not get attacked. Well, uh, that's, I'm, I'm genuinely glad for you. Week. I mean, I just, but you know, you keep. You keep pushing those stereotypes, man. That's good for you. No, I'm really, I'm really, I'm really, and you keep pushing that anecdotal evidence. I'm genuinely happy for you because I would not want hey, anything bad to happen. Is it anecdotal evidence? No, it's not. They just made the, uh, they just added eight new no-go zones to Sweden today. All right. To let's, 61 no-go zones. I mean, that's crazy. Can you imagine no-go zones in your country? But here, this is a point you were talking about off here. We'll, we'll go back to that. All right, all right, all right. Because right, right, I don't want you to think we're, yeah, I don't yeah, want no, you to, no, no. I don't, like, I always, I, I mean, listen, You're you can tell. You're pulling that one. I, I had that one. Anyway, go on. No, right, we'll yeah, continue on, on that one, but we will, we can go back to the, the, the rape statistic. But you were talking about the, you you know, you didn't, you didn't like this, and I, and I, and I can understand. It's not, it's not for everybody. Um, <laughs> But you were talking about about jokes and about comedy and, and, and your view on it. You think that I, I only like comedy if it's offensive. Um, I would. Uh, no, well, go ahead. You go ahead and represent my views, and then I'll. Okay, no, go, go, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. You said you said you seem you said you seem to like jokes that are that offend somebody. Is you said. I feel like you. Well, uh, I was phrasing it in the in the inverse. So in other words, I. Okay. Believe it or not, would go out of my way not to offend people. Right. And I feel like you, I think you have a great sense of humor, you know, I think this, Stephen, but I feel like you, um, 
Like uh, a joke gets a bonus for you if it offends people. You, you, you like that part. Well, I can't say that that's wrong if it offends the right people. <laughs> so in this case, if it offends terrorists in Sweden creating no-go zones, I can sleep with myself at night. Um, I do think people say this, it's, it's, and this is something that I do think the left sometimes misses, they don't realize that they do say things that are far more hateful than a joke that's offensive. You know, whether it's saying, like, Republicans want to kill poor people with their health care bill. There's, both sides have rhetoric, and they don't realize you're insulting that somebody. That is true, correct? Yeah. So, I, uh, but that being said, if you tune into Trevor Noah, you tune into any of these folks, Samantha B just talked about Paul Ryan masturbating to the thought of people losing health care. I think uh, a, a blow-up terrorist doll is far less offensive. Um, okay, so meanwhile, I just want to, because whenever you hear about these no-go zones, uh, and you know, this is a very interesting, this, this choose-your-own-facts situation, but, uh, so I'm not going to cite the New York Times, God forbid. No, you can uh, cite New York Times. And like credible journalists, but I am going to go with Snopes. Yeah. Uh, Snopes you know, is full of crap. Before, and you remember, I'm going to go with the... came out before when they said no, no-go zones, and they were in France, and the, the you know, the, the mayor of Paris and the prime minister of France came out and said, Nope, that's not true. That yeah. doesn't exist. Well, so I'm I'm looking for a credible news source. Okay, uh, go directly. Please, if you've got this one, is directly you tell me what it is. the Swedish police commissioner. Okay. So I, I would say he's more legitimate than Snopes. Wait, he said I, I he mean, said, listen, we have it. I mean, I don't, I don't. Uh, we have it from earlier today. We never have like sources at the ready. I think Jared might have the source. Do you have it? We have it from earlier today. Yeah. I don't know if it's the actual Swedish website, which we had to translate. Yeah, we can bring I it mean, up. I see it cited on Breitbart. I'm looking for No, no, know, on the Swedish fine. website. I, I will, listen, I will go independently research it on my own. I'm not, uh, you yeah. know. Yeah, so this, and this has been going on for a long, we've been following it for a long time. Um, and uh, and yeah, it is it is true. He even said there's there's irreparable damage to the fabric here as far as we need to get, to the, not talking about a race issue, but talking about we need to right. stay with the foundational. It actually says here on the Swedish radio website, the police do not use the term no-go zones. So, I mean... It's not, it says it's a, it's a. Did you just translate uh, the Swedish we'll, we'll website we put up? Particularly vulnerable. No, it's it's in English. Swedish. Is this from Snopes? Is this from Is this from yeah. Snopes? Okay, well, Snopes. Uh, Snopes anyways, is often wrong. Here, like, do we? You know, you, it would be nice if we like traffic and fact and I not. Sally, like, Sally, here's the thing. You, just, you know, Sally, this is what's but not. This is what's. Hold on, let me let me finish. Let me. No, no, Sally, let me finish. This isn't right for you to do that. When you say that, when you say. Let's uh, deal with facts. When you say things or leftists say things, and I think I've seen you say things like this. You can correct me if wrong. That uh, Republicans don't care about the poor losing health insurance. When you say what you just said, that is an affront. That's deliberately designed to be offensive to people you disagree with. You're just offended. Your offense tends to be different. It's a it's a blow up doll with that's a beard. A, that's a that is a valid critique. I, I did you just kiss him? No, no, I just pointed to him because he can't see him that well unless I do this. Okay, cool. And yeah, the problem is with the chair. It, it moves with me. I'm fine with that. So um, I can't. I can't there you go. Uh, and you he's know, happy. Uh, he's having a good time. Happened. Listen, hey, that's a valid <laughs> point. And I have to say, no, no, this this is, listen, I mean, uh, you know, fair point, right? We all have a profoundly, we have become so polarized that what's truly like um, philosophically and morally interesting to me is that we all seem to, seem to mm -hmm. agree on the inappropriate like where the lines are of inappropriateness, we just disagree about who's on which side of those lines. I and that does, that does, that does worry me. So, uh, I mean, you know, we could talk about that more, but I, I don't I, think there is a line in humor. The, I would say this, the only thing oh, that I would well. say with humor 
um, that really gets people mad is if you relentlessly attack the defenseless. So, you know, like really attack. Uh, I, I know people get really up in arms if it's a politician's child who didn't enter into the fray. I don't do that. Or if you're really attacking someone specifically who's mentally uh, disabled. But outside of that, I don't really believe that there is a line in comedy. I just believe that there's a line for each person, what you like and what you don't like. Um, but uh, I... Well I mean, look, there's no line when it comes to free speech, right? I think we can both agree on that. Well, I'm actually Literally, glad to hear you say that, yeah. Tenants should be able to say whatever you want to say. Thank you. Uh, and, and free speech includes your right to be able to say it and my right to be able to be offended. Yes. Uh, my right to protest it, your right to protest me protesting you. Like, we yes. can go on like this for years. Um, sure. I, you know, I, I do think, though, it's interesting. I, I'm not sure I would exempt comedy in the way you do, because I think, um, I don't know, I think... Uh, Maybe putting putting that piece aside, we all should have sort of reasonable standards of humanity and decency. And what does worry me, and I'm again, I'm not exempting sure. myself from this. I'm not saying I've always been perfect uh, ever in the last three days. Like you know, sure, um, yes. But is that we should all uh, aspire to have our disagreements and our and our debates, sure, without it devolving into something that actually undermines the sort of common humanity that I, I, I hope we all hold and continue to remember. I think I think we do that on the show. I mean, we've had you on. I know you don't like the, the, the gag here today, but we've had you on a lot, and I feel like we're, we're pretty fair and give you a platform to speak, certainly more so than, than CNN. Or coming something. on, man. Yes. We, and by the way, everyone should be, uh, even if you disagree, kind of at Sally Cohn. Uh, there, uh, <laughs> as a matter of fact, we've, we've had remarkably good uh, results with having people with differing opinions. You always get some people who say, that's a person's libtard. Um, we got a lot, we got really heated. We had uh, Convert Crowder Day. We had a, a man come on who uh, tried to convert me to Catholicism. I'm, I'm not a Catholic, but it was very respectful. And that gets in, you know, people can get really mad when you get into the theology. Oh, yeah. um, okay. I was going to convert you to lesbianism when I saw the dress. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I think I'm pretty much already but there. Um, no, no. Uh, I mean, first of all, uh, I, I love being on CNN. CNN is good to me. Let's not. I, I caught that slip. But um, but second, listen. Wait, are you are, now? Are you at CNN? And, and your yeah, I still am. And your people, uh, by the way, are absolutely delightful. I wouldn't come. Uh, I wouldn't come back on if I didn't think your audience was uh, you know always open minded. I honestly thought. I thought for here's the thing. I, this is not a lie. I don't have cable. I That's thought cool. for some reason you were with me MSNBC. Either. So you know, this is funny. So do apparently a lot of the media outlets. I keep getting called a... Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> so then it's not just... That's probably how I found out. Same time this week, I think it was Town Hall this week, called me a uh, liberal MSNBC anchor. So not only a different network, but I got a promotion. I'm not correcting them. Yes. That's okay. Yes. Like, I'll take... <laughs> Yeah, she's she yeah, is a liberal MSNBC anchor. Also, she has 21 kills in the war on terror. I'm like, okay, I'm not <laughs> going to correct you. She rides around with a Harley, just, just covered in skulls. Screw up with a paycheck too, please. Like that. Yes. Where's that mistake? Well, okay. Anyway. So, so you are at CNN. Hey, can I go back before I forget? Happy birthday. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, thank you for reminding me that yeah. uh, age I is inevitable. Little, I am a little disturbed that you're um, three years younger than I am. Uh, but uh, I thought we were sort of contemporaries. It's fine. We we are right. we're pretty much contemporaries. I mean, you're, but we're both youngins. I won't make those thirty under thirty lists anymore. I won't make those thirty most no. influential under thirty lists. Which, by the way, crock, crock, total crock. Um, okay, crock. well, here you talked about crock. CNN. So you talk about dealing in yeah. facts. Uh, listen, Snopes is incorrect, and I will tell you, because Snopes has been factually incorrect on claims that we've made. Okay, fine. Openly, I mean, especially with Cologne, Cologne Germany. So, um, because we do, listen, even, we've talked about this, even though we do uh, a lot of comedy on the show, if we do make claims, 
we do actually try to source. Well, we always put the source up, and we do actually try to base those claims in some kind of reality. And we've seen from PolitiFact and Snopes, they've been less than honest sometimes. So speaking of this right now, uh, you're talking about CNN. Right now, obviously, they're in a lot of hot water. People are talking about, you know, the term fake news was created by the left to kind of toss at the right. Now it's been turned around, and now fake news, uh, they're using a lot against the left. It's being tossed at CNN a whole lot. What is it like working at CNN right now? Is it, is it chaotic? No? Um, no. It's uh, as sound and reputable as ever. Look, and I'm, I'm, I'm oh, clear. I'm not going to. No, no, I'm not going to. I'm going to disagree with you there. I'm not going to go. lane too much. Wait, sorry? I said I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go with you there. It's, it's, I, I, I mean, listen, we know there's a bias at CNN. Everyone knows that. I just wish they were honest you know about it. I mean, Okay. Can we uh, let's do this? I, I, I'm happy to have a conversation with you about uh, bias, reality of bias, perception of bias. Why is it whenever I'm on with you, suddenly do you have a landline? I thought you said we were contemporaries. I, wait, I don't do you even have the keypad that's like the size 24 it's font? Services. I don't know. Uh, literally, <laughs> only when I'm talking to you. Okay. Uh, a landline. Yeah. Anyway, that's Zucker me. saying, "Don't go uh, there. Don't go there." They want a donation. Yes. Undoubtedly. Um, all right, so I'm happy to have a conversation with you. I, I, I'm going to stay out of the fray. I'm not going to sort of stick, you know. Okay, um, I understand, because you uh, work there. I don't want to put you. With respect to CNN, obviously, yes. right? Um, you know, listen. I, I have to say, I've actually, sort of having done this for a while, as of you, I've been stunned, and this was true when I was at Fox News as well, by the way, yeah. of how people in the media's viewpoints are actually generally more in the middle than uh, either perspective in the country. And that's, and that's very interesting to me for a whole host of reasons. And as a community organizer, I find that problematic, right? That oh, the that word. media yes. represents <laughs> so much of the middle. Um, but they really do. And when you talk behind the scenes to a lot of the anchors who you maybe think of as liberal and biased, they actually are pretty middle of the road. And you talk to a lot of the Fox News people who you may think is pretty conservative and right, they actually are more middle of the road. And, I, I, you know, so there's that piece. The other piece is, look, Reporters are reporters, journalists are journalists, and this whole fake news attack uh, by Trump, look, when the stories were wrong, the outlets said they were wrong. And in every other instance, which, by the way, is most of them, they were accurate. In fact, incorrect. Them. Well, I mean, so tell me, tell me where that's all fixed. Okay, well, we got the false okay. Comey report in June. Uh, I'm trying to think just off the top of my head. We have the false report from BuzzFeed and, sorry, CNN about the pissing prostitutes on furniture. Um, we have the fake Trump dossier, which Jake Tapper helped push. What else? Uh, it was a recent one. Obviously, there's a libel that you can't that CNN has to face because of the recent. So claims. out of like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. No, and no, hundreds no. Like, they've they've spent right? hundreds and so hundreds like, of hours see, on no, this. No, no, no. But but let me give an example. I was on a conservative radio show and and I mentioned that Trump had leaked intelligence information to the Russian ambassador and the host went after me, just went, oh, that's fake news and you're citing yeah. the New York Times and the Washington Post. And I said, well, it was the exact same day, the exact same day that Trump himself, in a conversation with Netanyahu, admitted that he'd done just that. So, but Trump at the time, before when the story came out, he attacked it as fake news. Fake news has become a euphemism for news I don't like. That's a, and it was created by the left for everyone who was on the right. Snopes did it with us. PolitiFact did it with us. Yeah, and now we've I mean, jujitsued you know, it and the shoe was on the other foot. Nice if we could be talking about facts. I just think. Well, I just did talk about facts. I just yeah, gave you a list of examples. So here's let, let's let's go to facts in that statement that you just made. So you just said he admitted to Benjamin Netanyahu. What did Donald Trump admit? He admitted that he gave intelligence to the Russian ambassador and said he didn't name Israel as the source of the intelligence. Okay. Okay. So this this is this is the one story that we're talking about. That we go back. That was, 
Right, but that was after he had said that reporting that he did that was fake news. Now, let's not. Well, hold on a second, I mean, because there was there was fake news in naming is in, in naming Israel. There was here's and this, here's the problem with the left. Like we just talked about with California, no, they'll take something. Hold on, let me. Hold on. The news never reported that he let me did let me finish. They'll take something true. For example, if you guys said, okay, there's some unsavory characters in his cabinet in this administration, the Paul Manafort thing, boom, direct Russia ties. Okay, fine. But instead, you say Donald Trump is under investigation. Donald Trump himself has ties to Russia. There's no evidence of it, and they run for hours on it. Hours okay, on so, it. Again, this is interesting because I feel like all I see is the media and these outlets and, and really good journalists who are breaking their backs to get these stories in an environment of increasing, uh, you know, closing off access to the press, being so careful to not say that they that he is suspected of direct uh, direct collusion. I have never seen the Times, The Washington Post, CNN ever say that they are, they have said that there is an investigation with yep. respect to whether there was on the part of so, some of his campaign advisors, but like, no, 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 no. And that's, and that's what the James, clear. James there O'Keefe is, things recently. People have been, you know, that's, that's the issue people have with people saying, listen, we know there's nothing here right now. And they keep pushing. If you'd have gone with, okay, like you said, that, that common thread of truth, that's fine. But people right now, and this is the thing, right now they're hearing this and they're going, hold on a second. I feel like every damn day there's a new Trump-Russia bomb si bombshell because there is, and they all end up going away because they come from unnamed, unsourced uh, sources. We see that all the time. Unnamed sources okay. right now from CNN. Unnamed sources from New York Times. He just said the New York Times said that the no-go zones didn't increase in Sweden. The police commissioner said that's not true. I didn't say that. I just said they could, I couldn't find, could find a source. So let's be oh, clear. Okay. Number one and number two, uh, see, but there you go. That's what you see. What I mean? Like, it becomes. A, I said. I didn't say that. Um, what was the New York Times source that you just read about on Sweden and rape? Because that was important. That was that no, no, was one. No, no, I was reading a Sweden. I was reading a Swedish radio. Uh, no, no. Before that, you were reading stuff. New York but Times. I said there wasn't one. I couldn't find one. No, I said. I, oh, what I said was I couldn't find a source. I couldn't find a link. Okay. Reporting. Before that, you read New York Times thing. I, I, I was. I can't remember what it was. It was something to do with Sweden. Before the Swedish thing, you read something from New York Times. I believe you, but I don't remember. Uh, okay. I don't think it's. I don't think and, then, it's and Snopes. But go ahead. Let's replay the tape. I think it was Snopes. Uh, okay. Republicans control Congress, both houses. And yeah. both houses are investigating not only whether there was any collusion, of which there is currently no sure. consequential proof, let's be clear, but also the fact that our, our hardworking intelligence agencies have definitively said Russia tried to interfere in our election. Even that, even that, President Trump still says is fake news. Okay. Now, you're blaming the media? For no, that? no, no, no. Here's the thing. Well, if you just said that, if you just said that, if you just said that, you wouldn't have, the left wouldn't have lost so much credibility. You don't need the recent false Russiagate report. You don't need the false Comey report. You don't need the fake Russia dossier from Jake Tapper. That's why CNN's facing a $100 million libel suit. And that's why they'll likely get dinged on it. If you just said what you just said, that there is an investigation into the administration regarding ties to Russia, no one would care. But they've come down with such, and all of these stories coming from unnamed sources, CNN with BuzzFeed pissing prostitute you remember fake when, documents you remember when donald trump said that it was because of an unnamed source that he could prove that barack obama wasn't president and and that the, was moronic the, clamor, but he's not the, it is a reputable against, news source oh, but fake news and attacks on the president and blah oh poor donald trump's being attacked no i didn't media. say any of that held accountable That's no he's not there's a difference between that and a lie a good well, example listen, we just had james hold me, if you're gonna hold me accountable for everything the left does i get to hold you accountable for everything i'm not holding you accountable you said you said the le left news cnn that they were reputable news sources and i'm saying that they are not and then i said i'm only going to speak for myself okay okay well that's right but you did say the media in general i'm saying the reason the americans distrust again let's let's kind of fill in blind spots the reason that conservative
conservatives in the United States don't trust the media is because of fake dossiers, fake stories from unnamed sources. A good example, we just had James O'Keefe on the show. I know you probably don't like him, but he released his video, and we, he just showed us right now the document where he, he talked about the man, uh, director, the first person in Atlanta, Georgia. The Washington Post released an article saying he fails to mention that this man was actually based in Atlanta, Georgia. He sent them an email saying, this is actually the original release. Will you issue a retraction? They said no. Washington Post. People want to tell us they're reputable. They're not. There's a reason Listen, people don't trust them anymore. That's all. I, I don't. Okay. You have a you have Trump, who has documented lie after lie after lie after lie. Not mistakes. Not reports that were inaccurate and retracted. Not slips of the tongue. Not error. We're talking deliberate conscientious, repeated lies. Mm -hmm. But we're going to push all that to the side. Nope. We're, talking, we're talking lots and lots and lots. We're going to put all that to the side no. and cherry pick, I think, what do you got? Five, six stories that, and even we can peel. I'm going off. I'm, if you want me to, if you want me to pull up I mean, my show maps, I can. I could I mean, give you more than you have right? in a lifetime. Just take, uh, let, it's, it's more than six. I could give you at least, right now, I could give you at least two, three dozen. Um, I just gave you six off the top of my head. Here's the thing. I understand what you're saying. This now, I am not in the business of a... This is disturbing. Here's the thing. The main reason that this matters, the main delineating factor is, is the left defends it as, a, as reputable news. They created the term fake news. Donald Trump, here's the deal. Oh you might be right, but you're attributing motive there. He might, there might be some slips of the tongue. There have certainly been instances where he's been woefully incorrect and misleading. And I talked about how I feel bad for his team when he sends them out there and they contradict each other and the misinformation. Yeah. I am not putting all of that aside, but that doesn't make it okay for mainstream news networks to simply be misleading and create and run with false stories without any substantiation. And that's why we have a problem trusting them. And I, I, I would really right, wish wait. people got on them more than me for the, the ventriloquist dummy back here with the beard. I, okay, so here's where we maybe can agree. I do hold mainstream media to a higher standard than you, Stephen. Thank you very much. That's all I ask. Uh, number one. That's uh, all I ever number wanted. Two, uh, the difference is the president, when confronted, with examples of his lies, his misstatements. Maybe they were slips of the tongue, maybe they were accidents. Let's be generous, I'm willing to do that. Let's, okay. th they were accidents. Confronted, he then repeats them. He has no interest in representing the truth. The media outlets, I will say, and again, we could get into the weeds on each story, but the yeah, media outlets, when they make a mistake, they correct it. There's accountability. No. They fix the story. They fix the story. And staff. that's the main issue. Not, that's the, I mean, that's the main issue is where we disagree. I, I, I agree with you. You don't need to put either to the side. Neither is acceptable. But the media doesn't, and they haven't. Just now, we have the ability to call them on it. Someone with a cell phone video camera, someone who can do a little bit of digging online, can say, oh, that's untrue, and here's videographic evidence, and they don't like it. So I wish that they kept themselves accountable. I really do, also, but I don't think they do. And I hate that people like me have David to. I don't think this is... But we do have to get going, so I'll let you wrap it up. This isn't a matter of fact. This is about... Sorry, what do you want to say? I said we do have to get oh, going, so I wanna, I'll let you wrap it up. Oh, no, I was going to say... It's just stunning to me that, like, a couple of edited videotapes by, you know, a known misleading huckster like James O'Keefe, uh, you know, they serve your ideological agenda, so you're going to believe those. We've got dozens and dozens of unedited dashboard cams that clearly show a pattern, but, you know... 
part of the country doesn't like the conclusions that Donald Trump. I don't think I don't think, he, I don't think you watched our I don't think you watched our set. No, no, no. I think I think that we've been remarkably consistent. Hands up, don't shoot was a lie. Philando Castile was a screw up, and we talked about that in the show. And so we wish the cop had better training. This was a screw up. We think that this is yeah, sad. This pattern. is not justice. I'm talk- you're talking. There's a pattern. You're talking two videos show a pattern in the media. Well, no, I don't think. I don't think. I don't think James O'Keefe has been misleading. I don't think James O'Keefe has been misleading. I think just saying it's selectively edited. That's what everyone said with Andrew Breitbart until all of a sudden he was the one who got Anthony Weiner to resign. They all said he lies, nothing's true, and then damn, Anthony Weiner came out and they said, okay, Andrew was right about that, but he's still probably wrong on everything else. I don't think it's misleading. And I think that he choose your own facts to fit your just like there are no more no go zones at Sally Cohn. But I do love you, man. I do love you as well. Thank you very much. For people who are listening, we'll be back to wrap this all up in a bow that is nicer than this. Nicer. And now for installment 42 of Clarence McCaskill. Worst negotiator ever. You're only making this more painful on yourself. Final warning, bro! Se- seriously, please, just just do what he says. I-, I think he'll let us go. Now, sweetheart, I understand where you're coming from, but uh, this is not my first hostage negotiation. I- I'm betting this is yours. Yeah, I, I just want to get out of here alive. You hear that, I say? Yeah, yeah, no, I heard it. And, and sweetheart, I'm sorry, but... That's probably not in the cards. What? I know, it's kind of harsh. I know I'm supposed to give you hope and crap, but little known fact about negotiating, uh, particularly with hostages, you have to give one to win one. That's like the worst phrase ever. Seriously, that's cold, bro. I don't know what you want from me. We all know how this ends. Don't you watch the movies? You want me to do this dance and oh, I'll kill her? I don't care. As long as you end up dead. What are you doing now, bro? I can't negotiate on an empty stomach. Man, quit fooling around! Her life's in your hands! Seriously, please, let's just get this over with. You know, that's a good idea, Pumpkin. If I were you, I'd get this over with as quickly as possible, too. What? I'm just saying, if you can get a loaded gun, you can't save everybody over there, but... You might want to consider offing yourself. Wait, what are you talking about? I've been looking over Paco here's criminal file, and, um... Before he kills you, he's probably going to do some weird stuff with you. There's nothing I can do about that. Oh my god, is that true? No habla inglés. Oh, Clarence. Stay tuned for the next installment of Clarence McCaskill, Worst Negotiator Ever. All right, we are back. Did I? Did I? Jer- did we Jerry rig a string up so that we could just? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. <laughs> You're welcome. 
said the ladder with Crowder gang. Mm-hmm. Why am I seeing you on my monitor? I don't want to see your stupid little punum. Uh, uh, thank you to Sally Cohn. Thanks, Sargon of Akkad, James O'Keefe, Sally Cohn. I know people are going to get mad. This is one thing that's a real problem uh, on social media or even on Twitter. If we post a story that people need to know, mm-hmm. or if we have someone on who they disagree with, people will not hit the like button or hit the share button, even if they actually think they've learned something or they've enjoyed the segment. Yeah. People say, I won't hit like because I don't like Sally Cohn. And that is something that is a real problem now, where people just, I only hit like to things I agree with. Oh, yeah, already. I only with. thumbs up things. That, as a matter of fact, we'll have uh, videos on topics where we are actually rebutting the topics or mm-hmm. topics that we seriously disagree with. And we'll notice a huge amount of downvotes because people see a title on it. A title a on title a topic like, that they don't I, like. I don't... I don't like that. Yes. We didn't rape. No one does. We're trying to inform. Yes, no one does. But we are help. trying to inform you uh, with the information. I don't know what Sally Cohn was with the no-go zone. This is, this is the issue with the left, too, the minutia of we're going to say no-go zone. It's not a no-go zone. It's just a place where you shouldn't go if you don't want to get raped. Like, okay, all right, I'll give that one to you. Let's just say please don't go there if you don't want a, a staggeringly increased chance of getting raped zone. Mm. It's just harder to say on it's air. Like, it's like BOGO isn't really buy one, get one. Free, it's usually like buy one, get one half off, which is incredibly misleading, but it is a catchy phrase. I didn't even know that about BOGO. I thought BOGO, BOGO always meant buy one, get one free. No, it's a ripoff. Pay less lied. Pay less lied. Yeah. You don't even shop at pay less. Oh, you adult. shop at pay even less shoe outlet. And dot, you go there, it's just like it's dot it's, co. Dot co yeah, dot co dot UK dot US. By the way, anytime you see a lot of dots in a title, it's probably fake news. Uh, next week, we are going to be dark as far as The Daily Show. We have that huge video coming up with the illegal immigration. That should be good. And uh, the following week, we've already booked it up with some fantastic guests, and we have some uh, mm-hmm. pr- pretty big jihadi bond and uh, maybe some uh, uh, segments in the works. So, um, listen, we have to go pretty soon here. We've done three guests. Let me just be brutally honest with you, okay, this week. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I didn't want to be here right now. I'm tired, uh, and I'm, I'm fed up with a lot of, lot of things, particularly the news. It's been a long time since I've taken time off. The last couple of weeks have been, have been pretty, pretty tiring. We've been traveling. We did Ireland. We did New York, and there have just been some issues. So I'm not going to lie to you. There are some times where I have, I'm just like, oh, I don't, I don't want to be doing this right now. Last weekend, I was so tired. I was like in a physical, like I couldn't move, borderline coma. Uh, and I think I've talked about this, where I have, I have um, fibromyalgia, and sometimes I'll just get, everything will get really sore. So that was a component to it, and I get really tired. But I did not want to get up. And for the first time in months, this last weekend, I slept past uh, 9 o'clock. And I realized, so I kind of have a rule in the morning when I get up uh, before, before work, is I don't do any writing on my phone in bed, period. I don't check news in bed. So in other words, if I want to get the day started, if I want to work, I have to get out of bed. So, and I also don't want to wake up my wife. That's the process. So that could be anywhere from five o'clock, six o'clock in the morning, I'm up, and then I go have my, my morning beverage, which starts my body moving, mm-hmm. and uh, read Keeps the news and start, get started on the website, lotofcredit.com, and then we come in and we do the pitch meeting. So there's kind of an order to the day. But I was so tired, and uh, I didn't have to work on Saturday, that's kind of my day off, that I woke up at seven, went back to sleep, and then it was about 9.30. And I stayed in bed probably until about 11.30. My wife was gone, by the way, I should say, so I, I didn't have a whole lot to do. And I felt like crap for the whole day. I was like, oh, my whole day, my rhythm was screwed up. I didn't end up going to the gym. I just, I just felt like crap. And I realized it's because I thought, well, uh, today is now. So I just was scanning things on my phone. I didn't want to get up. I was tired. And I realized that that's just a huge portion of, of doing anything 
in life uh, is getting up. That's just a, a, the daily. It's not even an issue because you set it. You set that timer. You set a rule. I'm not doing this from bed. I have to get up. A huge component to getting anything done, to making any progress in your life. People have talked about it. I mean, we, we were talking with my friend uh, Chael Sonnen. You know, he had, a, he had a child. He lost from, from Listeria. Um, we had him on the show. He just won a fight recently. And him and his wife were talking about that. And they said, you know, how do you deal with something like that? And they just, you just get up. So it's kind of, and she said, it's, it's, it's how you deal with anything. It starts by just getting up. It starts by getting up the next day and then the next day. And once you get up, you do something else. You, you set some goal for yourself. I think there's a misconception. A lot of people say this. I was talking actually with, uh, funny enough, with Sound Guy Edward while we were taping this video about this. There's this misconceived notion that successful people, not saying we're successful. I mean, come on. This is moderate in the most generous of terms. <laughs> uh, but that successful people just... They just meant you, you can do anything you put your mind to. And so that means they just, they will it into existence. No, you don't, you don't just put your mind to being LeBron James. You don't just put your mind to creating a new app or software that changes the world. That's, that's, there's this idea, it's better on a bumper sticker, anything you put your mind to. No, you put your mind to, for example, um, okay, I want to play in the NBA. You put your mind to, first off, you can't put your mind to being 6'7", but I digress. You put your mind to, okay, who's the best person who can coach me? You put your mind to what's the best process to learn. You put your mind to how do I need to train to get stronger? How do I need to train to get faster? Who are the best possible training partners I can have? You put your mind to which school do I need to go to? You put your mind to what kind of grades do I need to get? You put your mind to what kind of letters do I need to send out to get scouts to come and see me? You put your mind to where should I be? Where's the right city? What's the best environment? What kind of influences do I need to eliminate from my life? You put your mind to all of it, and all of that starts with just putting your mind to getting up. And I realized the whole weekend I didn't feel good. All of that, yeah, it was exacerbated. But I felt like crap because it started with me on a Saturday just not getting up. Usually I don't have a choice, but I just, I didn't. And then that Sunday I got up early the next day and I had nothing to do. So, you know, again, I digress. The next Sunday kind of sucked. I was up early for no apparent reason. I need to split the difference. But you put your mind to all of those things. There isn't just willing it and saying, oh man, you can do whatever you put your mind to. Just dream. Aim for the aim. Is it aim for the moon and you'll land in the stars, which is totally inaccurate. It should be, you know, the moon is closer than the stars. That's not what it is. It's not a bumper sticker. It's putting your mind to each and every individual action that will lead you to accomplishing your goals. Successful people are able to accomplish, set reasonable goals and expectations and exceed them consistently. And it starts with, you'd be amazed, just not hitting that snooze button, getting up. Set it before you do something tomorrow. I often get emails about that saying, hey, you know, well, what should I'm in college and I'm depressed because everyone's liberal? It starts with getting up. And I mean that both literally and figuratively. I mean, it literally, it starts with getting up early in the morning and figuratively. If you have a problem, if you, you feel as though you're an outsider at your school, if you're backsliding and whatever it is, your, your sport, your athletic endeavors, your faith, your relationships, you just gotta get up. You gotta find at some point, all right, I'm not gonna let that happen. I'm getting up, I'm getting out of bed, and I'm doing something. That is the defining difference. I know for me, and whether I have a good day or a bad day, often a good week or a bad week, and uh, I know as I look back on my life, that's often what it's been with any, any scenario, any area of my life where I feel uh, somewhat completed, somewhat satisfied. Hope it helps you. If it doesn't, then there is no pleasing you. Next week, we're dark. I'm not here.